My brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning while it was still dark and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and told them, they have taken the Lord from the tomb. We don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. He bent down and saw the burial cloth there, but did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb and saw the burial cloth there, and the cloth that had covered his head, not with the burial cloths, but rolled up and put in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and believed. For they did not yet understand the scripture that he had to rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. On behalf of our, our pastor, Father Joe, and Father, Father John, and Father Francesco, and the priests, and the staff here at Holy Family, just happy Easter, and welcome, especially if you're a newcomer or you're visiting us today. We're so happy that you could be with us to celebrate Easter Sunday here at Holy Family. It's a joy to have you all here with us. So what do you want for Easter? That's never quite caught on as it has for Christmas, has it? You rarely hear people freaking out over not getting their Easter shopping done. I don't remember the last time I got an Easter card, or in fairness, ever sending one myself. Even Easter decorations are mild in comparison to what we see starting around Columbus Day every year. And it's not for lack of trying. Different marketing geniuses have all made a go of it over the years, trying to capitalize on Peter Rabbit, egg hunts, even photos with the Easter Bunny. Talking to most parents, though, if you thought kids were a little bit put off from sitting with Santa, ask them how freaked out they get when you bring them to a 12-foot rabbit. Don't get me wrong, after the annual war on Christmas debates and controversies every year, I'm not disappointed that that hasn't happened to Easter. It's just interesting that for these two greatest of feasts for Christians, the lesser of the two in importance, Jesus' birth, has for many been manipulated to the point that great numbers of people could have no idea the true origins of the holiday. Christmas, where we celebrate that moment in history where God the Father sent Jesus, his only begotten Son, to be born of the Blessed Virgin Mary through the power of the Holy Spirit, an event that's both equally miraculous and the humblest of moments, has somehow become this global economic engine that is central to the survival of many stores and even industries. That's evidenced by the fact that the day after Thanksgiving has been called Black Friday. Christmas gift 
buying is at a peak at that point that companies' accounting ledgers often move from being in debt and in the red to profitable and in the black. With Christmas, where so many could take God's gifting to humanity or the wise men bringing gifts to the baby Jesus and see some loose understanding of how we get into a gift-buying frenzy ourselves, there's not that same hook or spin with Easter. Even though Christmas and Easter both celebrate the same thing, that Jesus Christ has come to save humanity from sin and from death. Maybe because at Christmas, there's simply the promise of that. It's not too difficult to allow distractions with worldly things to enter in. People can agree to to say they want to be saved from sin and death, but those realities are kind of painful and they're difficult for us to think about. So we we get caught up in, in images of a newborn child that we paint in more idyllic images than actual were ever the case. Most nativity scenes look incredibly peaceful and beautiful, even though it's a really far cry from what Jesus, Mary, and Joseph experienced that first Christmas. But at Easter, it's impossible to look away from what it cost Jesus to save us from sin and death. That Jesus suffered an unjust trial, a torturous passion, a horrific death on the cross to fulfill that promise. What do you want for Easter? Over 40 days ago, we began our preparations and journey to this day. We renewed our practices of prayer and fasting and giving to respond to the invitation we heard as we began that season of Lent. When we had those dirty ashes put on our heads and we heard sober and very impactful words, repent and believe in the gospel or remember that you are dust. And to dust you shall return. All those weeks of Lent were to make us greater attuned to all of our brokenness. What is it that's weighing us down? What is it that's causing us to worry or fear? And all those weeks of Lent were designed to show us how the sin of Adam and Eve still affects and afflicts us. Because like them, we're tempted by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and with the sin of pride, where we can let all of our our hungers and our needs and our desires become so exaggerated, or our pursuit of fulfilling them so primary that we forget who we are and whose we are. So Easter comes to celebrate the fulfillment of God's promises that in Jesus, sin and death has been defeated. And when we were baptized, you and I were saved from those realities, even though we continue to struggle with them, even if we're still feeling the effects of them. Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, lives forever and wants us not just to worship and give thanks to God for this great gift of his resurrection, but for each of us to experience his resurrected life ourselves. And we know that from the testimony of those who went before us as we heard in today's scriptures. Simon Peter, who between Holy Thursday and Good Friday had the ultimate roller coaster of responses, from promising Jesus he was ready to die for him to denying three times he even knew Jesus. 
We hear him encountering the empty tomb in the gospel. And it's the beginning of this new chapter in his life, which is going to transform him from being impulsive and emotional to now confident and convicted. And we hear an example of that in that first reading from the Acts of the Apostles, where now Simon Peter actually goes into the home of a Roman centurion and proclaims the gospel of Jesus Christ to them that him and his whole family are converted. St. Paul, who at one point thought his mission in life was to eradicate anyone or anything to have to do with Jesus for the purification and the survival of the Jewish people. After he encounters the risen Christ, he abandons all ambitions, his career. He recognizes how his arrogance had blinded him from seeing and hearing the truth and becomes one of the greatest preachers and one of the most prolific writers of the New Testament. In that second reading today from his letter to the Colossians, he shares his experience as advice. He says, think of what is above, not what is above the earth. And Mary Magdalene, whose life in Christ and her conviction makes her the bravest and the first of all the disciples to even go to the tomb. Even though the horror of Good Friday was still fresh in her mind, even though it was unsafe for her as a woman to travel to the tomb while it was still dark, as soon as the Sabbath was over, she can't stay away from the tomb of the one who saved her and exercising a demon that had tormented her for years. Her love for Jesus had transformed her life already in ways she never imagined possible. And that would not be crucified on Good Friday as she stayed at the foot of his cross. And so she goes to the tomb and then she brings Simon, Peter, and John to the empty tomb. And after they go home, she will be the first one to encounter the risen Christ and be entrusted to, with his Easter message to the apostles. Spoiler alert, that's in the verses that follow today's gospel. What do you want for Easter? Conventional wisdom will continue to treat Christmas as the more important holiday. With so much of what is the, the shallowest of temporal wants being appealed to, and the true meaning of that holiday only being a facade of the real meaning. But in this place, on this day, we're reminded of the greater and more important realities that we struggle with that are at the heart of all of our fear and sadness that are conquered in Christ being risen. These first witnesses not only testify to the fact that a very dead Jesus was very much alive again, and once they accepted that it changes everything they could ever wanted or imagined, that the things of this world that had so often dominated their hearts and minds began to fade in importance. And if what we want for Easter is for goodness to come out of evil, for hope to come out of despair, for life to come out of death, then we're called to believe. Believe in the power and love that the resurrection shows, that he has done that, and that he continues to do that. Happy Easter.